Well, Pastor Chris sends his love. He always does when he's gone. He's like, I always tell the people that I love them. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Y'all believing with me tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. Father God, I just, I look to you tonight. I'm trusting in you, Holy Spirit, to just give me the words to speak. I thank you, Father, for giving me utterance in the Holy Ghost that we're all helped tonight, even myself, even though I've been in this word today. Father God, I thank you that I'm going to see things that I, that I did not see earlier. And I thank you, Father God, that whatever people's questions are, wherever they're at, Lord, you have an answer for them tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're going to uh, turn to several scriptures tonight. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> y'all, I feel like y'all are, y'all are here tonight. You are. Praise the Lord. All right. We're going to just start off reading a few scriptures. Turn to Psalm 37. Well, you don't have to turn there. I'll just read this one. Psalm 37, 25. The psalmist says, I have been young and now I'm old. And I'm not claiming that for myself now. <laughs> but he says, I've been young and I've been old, uh, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. Amen. He says, I have never seen. I've never seen it. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Amen. That is good news. And for, that just means abandoned. You're left like, like God's left you. Like you're alone. You're on your own. No, he's never seen it. Amen. Now let's turn to Philippians 4. We're just continuing on. Pastor's been talking about prosperity. He's been talking about our supply in these days. Amen. And it's important. It's always been important, but it's really important. Amen. Philippians 4. And I'm going to start in uh, verse 14. It says, um, Paul says here, Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you, I mean, he wasn't even ministering to them at that time, right? But even then, they sent aid once and again for his necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And notice the results now of them doing this. He says, my God, shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And, yeah, pardon me. <coughs> you know the devil's a liar, right? <laughs> no, I mean, he so did not want me to come preach tonight. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm going to show you what I'm going to do. Let's put him where he belongs. Okay. It's like I had to preach tonight. If I didn't preach tonight, then the devil goes, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I know I'm preaching tonight. Like, I, I have to preach tonight. Okay. 
Praise God. Praise God. But he says, my God shall supply. He shall. He shall supply. He shall. He shall. All your need. Not just some of it. He's, he's going to. He shall supply all. According to his riches and glory. And you know, his riches are endless. There is not. He, there is no bottom to his riches. Amen. All right. Now let's land over in Matthew 6. Well, I say land. I mean, we'll, we're going other places. but <laughs> He shall. He shall. Amen. I'm going to read in verse 25. It says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Have you all ever done that? Have you all ever just sat on your front porch and watched the birds? You should do that. You, and because they're, it's effortless for them. They're not thinking about it. They're not thinking about where am I going to eat. They're, they're not. They're just oblivious almost to the circumstances. <laughs> he said, look at them. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much of much more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? It's you don't. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God uh, so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what, what are we going to do? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But seek, here's the key, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Um, so we've, we've been talking about our supply. And this is good news. And this is, this is something that you need to meditate in. And that just means if it's, you know, if worry's overtaking you, it, you just have to meditate in this scripture. God knows. God knows what we need. It does not matter the circumstance or the need. Great or small, we have a supply. I mean, say it. I have a supply. I have a supply. Praise God. Whatever that is. And we're talking about finances, but that's a supply for anything. If you need peace, he has a supply for you. Amen. If you need um, healing, he has a supply. If you need relationships, he's got a supply. You know, we need good relationships don't we? God has a supply for that. Amen. We have to trust him with those needs. Amen. And notice in when it says, seek ye first, seek first, that means first. He knows when we take care of, when we seek his things first, when we take care of his things first, he's going to take care of us. 
He's going to take care of all these needs that we have because he knows them. Even before we arrive at a need, he already sees it. He already sees it, and he's already provided. He's already given you a supply for that need. Amen. So he wants our eyes off of our problem. He wants our eyes off of our circumstance and off of our need and onto him. Amen. And so if there was ever a time, if there was ever a time, now's the time to prove our faith. This is where the rubber meets the road, right? Do we trust God or not? Amen. Now is the time. Um, and that, that's what faith is, is just is trusting God. It's, it's simple. I, we, that's just the simplest way I can say it. Having faith is trusting God. Amen. Amen. So we, we know we have a supply. Praise God. Um, but we have to make sure we're in position. And y'all get lots of kicks out of my silly stories the few times that I ever played sports y'all probably heard about me running the race that I shouldn't have ran but that's not the story okay at one once upon a time I did play basketball in the in the third <laughs> in the third grade I played it for a brief period of time and and I wore glasses there's nothing wrong with that but, you know, I'm not the most athletic person. So I'm there. I'm like, okay, this is my chance to shoot the basket. You know, my little third grade friend thought they were going to throw it to me. I'm going to catch it and put the basket in. Well, I'd, my hands were not in the right position. So that ball is hit me smack in the face, okay? Yeah, I was not, that's not the right position. And then, when I was in college, my friend thought it was a good idea to ask me, who's never played softball, to fill in for a player so they could play a game on their league. And I'm like, uh, well. And so she's like, come here, we'll practice catch, you know, throwing and catching and all that. And I'm good at that. I'm good at aim. I'm a good ball player. That's a solo sport. <laughs> and so I was doing good at that. So, hey, why not stick me on third base? <laughs> now, I'm not a softball player, but I can tell by those people that play softball, that's not a good position to put somebody that doesn't know how to play. Well, so the ball comes, somebody hits the ball, and it comes flying my way. I'm good at catching. You know, but it's not in the right spot. So, so it hits my shin and blows it up about the size of a baseball for several weeks. So not the right position. Okay? There was a supply coming my direction. But I was not in position. Okay, so God has a supply for us. He, he has a supply, and it's, it's not him. He's not holding back our supply. God is not holding out on you. And we have to be in position. Amen. He doesn't make it hard for us, but there are things that, there are qualifiers. That's with everything, you know. There are qualifiers. Even salvation. It's free. He's offered it, but we still have to act 
on it. We still have to put our trust in him, right? It doesn't, he's not going to make you be saved. Okay, so he's not going to make you receive your supply. Okay, so we got to be in position. Praise God. And one of the first things that we need to do, you know, I'm going to, it's going to be a little bit of a checklist, but not really, but, you know, kind of a checklist. Check up on yourself. Um, to receive our supply, if anything, finances, anything, is found here in Matthew 6. Okay, we have to get out of fear. We have to get out of fear and worry and into faith. We know this, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen. Because when we're not operating in faith, we basically say we, we are not trusting you. We, we are not trusting you in this anyway. And so when we're worrying, why, why would we worry? Why, why, we, why do we worry? We worry when we're afraid that it's not going to work out the way we need it or want it to work out. That is why we worry. We're concerned, which is, you know, we're fearful that it's not going to work out. And we have to lay that aside. We have to let go of that. Praise God. You almost have to get to the place, you know, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter how, it, you know, it doesn't matter how it turns out. You know, God's got God's going to take care of me. I mean, that's not, that's not necessarily operating in faith, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying worry, worry itself is not going to help you. Any, it's not going to help it turn out right. It's not. So we have to let it go. Amen. Because it does bad things to you. Worry does bad things to you, just physically. Amen. So you just have to get to that point where no matter the circumstance, no matter, no matter what it looks like, I'm going to trust God. Like you're up against something and it just doesn't look like there's no way that you can see how. But I'm going to trust you anyway, God. I'm going to trust you anyway. Praise God. Y'all know that I don't even know what song it is. It's, I was thinking about it when I was writing this up. Um, she sings it at the end. C.C. Winans, at the end of one of her songs, she, it, she says, uh, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You don't have to wait till the battle's over. I can shout now. <laughs> I don't have to wait till the battle's over. I can shout now. <laughs> Y'all sing it. I don't have to wait till the battle's over. I can shout now. <laughs> I don't have to wait till the battle's over. I can shout now. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what it looks like. Amen. We can shout now. Praise God. Our victory is now. Hallelujah. We are talking about prosperity in our supply, but I mean, that just goes for anything. Amen. We trust God despite the circumstance. Amen. So that's the first thing is to get out of fear. <coughs> to get out of fear because he's not pleased 
when we don't trust him, but we worry instead. And how do I know? How do I know? If you keep coming back to it. If you keep coming back to it. Um, you know fear and faith don't mix. They do not. And you can't operate in both at the same time. Because basically fear is the opposite of faith. Amen. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it says to cast all your care on him, for he cares for you. And in Philippians 4, 6, it says to be anxious for nothing. Amen. But we give it to him. But we give it to him and we don't take it back. And that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. We have a moment of prayer. Lord, I, I put this in your hands. Because when we put something in his hands, then we have given him authority. We've given him that permission. Lord, I want you to work on this on my behalf. Okay, when we give it to him, that's what we do. But when then we start, that fear tries to creep in and tell you it's not going to work out. Okay, and then we start turning it over. We, we slip back into fear. We've taken it out of his hands. Okay, so we got to keep it in his hands by staying out of fear and worry. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so how do, we, how do we make sure? So we got that under control. What do I need to do to make sure I'm in a good position to receive his supply that he's promised me? Amen. Amen. So here's some of these. I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight. Um, but, and some of these are fa um, fundamental things that we know. But maybe everybody in here doesn't know that. So here's some just things to check up on. Um, the first I would just ask, are you a tither? Are you a tither? Now let's look at Proverbs 3. I don't have to wait till I get out of zone. I can. <laughs> Proverbs 3. Yes, 9 and 10. It says to, this is the word, it says to honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Now, that the first fruits is a, is a term for tithe, which also means it's the tenth part or 10%. Why? So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And that's, weird language to us, I know, but it basically means so you're fully supplied. Your storage house is has a full supply. Amen. You know, the tithe was before the law. The tithe was during the law. And the tithe is talked about after the law. So the, the tithe is still relevant today. Amen. And you, need, you know, you teach your children. I've been tithing when I was a teenager, probably, or probably Ryan's age, I don't know. Um, it's, you know, as early as I learned about it. But I would say early in my life compared to a lot of people. And, you know, it's just not optional for me. It's, I was never taught that it's an option. Now, God's not beating our head about uh, over the head with it, you know. But the Bible says that we are to do it, that we're to honor him in that way. And, and it's just not been an optional for me. It's non-negotiable. And if you teach your children as they're growing up, they're not going to have the same struggle with it that you might if you come into that knowledge at a later time in life. 
Because there's some things we have to overcome if you learn about the tithe and, and purpose to tithe later on in life for the first time. Because then your mind wants to work on you like, what else? You know, I could do a whole bunch of other stuff with this money. You know, right? And that's, that's a temptation. You just, but it's not optional for me. And have we, we've had some hard times. We have financially. We've had seasons. We've had different seasons of hard times. Um, but that was not, we didn't take that as like, well, maybe we need to consider not tithing. <laughs> you know, we saw that as that's our way out. Okay. And he's always brought us into better times. Amen. So are you a tither? Um, also, do you sow offerings? Because a tithe and an offering are two different things. The tithe that God says, that's mine. That's, that's mine. Um, when we sow, and I'm, I use that term, and maybe people are like, what are they talking about? They use all the sow and barns and all that. Um, that just means like you're giving an offering, something that's above your tithe. And the Bible, you know, gives different instruction on that. Um, you know, sometimes we sow as we purpose in our heart. And when we decide, I'm going to sow an offering. Or maybe the Holy Spirit moves on you t for a certain amount. And we need to follow that. But do you know something? I, I've, I've experimented with gardening many times. And like last year, I had seeds. I had lots of seeds. Well, I didn't sow any of them. <laughs> okay. And guess what I did not get? You know, I did not get any harvest off of those seeds that I did not sow. Okay. So it's up to us. This is totally in my control. You know, what if I want to harvest on something or not? That's totally in my control. Amen. And I did plant seeds this year, and I am getting harvest this year. So we need to we need to think about our finances. Uh, you know, leave room in there. Leave room in your budget. You know, if God puts it on your heart to, to sow something beyond your tithe, or maybe you just want to. You know, some of the times we've given an offering in times of our greatest need. Because we knew that the amount that we had wasn't enough to cover or to pay for something we really were believing God for. So we, you know what we did? We said, okay, this is a seed. This is a seed then. We're going to sow this seed. And we've had some amazing miracles that way. Amen? So that's something to ask yourself. You know, if you want to harvest, are you sowing anything? Are you planting any, any seeds? Amen? Praise God. All right, something else to check up on. Yeah, let's turn over to Psalm 92. I'm going to have tomatoes like running out my ears, guys. I'm going to, y'all can come to my farm and pick tomatoes because I, I got a little overzealous with the tomatoes. Like I had 35 plants. <laughs> I'm going to eat tomatoes. Okay. I'm going to feed the whole church with my tomatoes. Praise God. Okay. Psalm 92, verse 12, says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted 
in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. It says those who are planted in the house of the Lord. So ask yourself, are you properly connected to your church, to your pastor? Are you properly connected? Um, because this promise is if you are planted, and that means like, like when I plant my tomato plant, it is solid in the ground. It has, there's room for the roots to grow. If I just set my tomato plant on top of the ground, it's not really planted. It can be in my garden, but still not be planted. You can be in church, but still not be planted. Amen. Praise God, and there's there's lots of things to, to get planted. It, it just means like your your relationship there is hard to pull up. Something that's truly planted is hard to get up, to pull up. Amen. Um, look over, turn to Hebrews 10. Church is not less important now. There's lots of stuff going on in this world. Uh Church is not less important. It's more important. Y'all know where I'm going with this. Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25, it says, And let us consider one another in order to store up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. This just means church is more and more important. No, church is not, I understand, church is not your entire life. I, I know that. Um, now for us, I mean, basically church is our entire life. But I understand most people, church is not your entire life. We get that. But we, are, we need each other. We need each other, and you need to be encouraging one another. I mean, we're not getting a whole lot of encouragement out there in the world, okay? So you need to be an encouragement to someone in here, all right? You do need to encourage the people out there in the world, but, I mean, somebody's got to encourage you sometime, right? That's what we're to be to each other. We're, the church is not just about coming and hearing the word, and that is good. That is the primary thing is that you get fed the word of God but relationships is important too amen because we need each other and we're not perfect people I mean there's only one person that's perfect in here <laughs> and that's Rex <laughs> just kidding even Rex is not perfect see we got to understand that about each other don't expect your church brothers and sisters to be perfect. We're growing. We're growing. So we need to do, yes, we need to do what we can to, we don't want to offend people and be offensive to people. Okay, but all, on the other side of that, we need to not be so touchy that, you know, our feelings get hurt if someone rubs us the wrong way. We're just, we're not perfect people. Okay, but we need each other, and we need to be an encouragement to each other. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right, another thing to think about, this is in, in receiving your supply, is do you have a vision for your life? Do you have a dream 
for your life that's beyond where you are right now. Amen. I think a lot of times as we get older, we kind of get stuck in the, this is my life. Right? Like, there's nothing else for me. Like, I've reached the pinnacle, and now this is just, let's hold on, right, until it's over. (laughs) That's not the way to, that's not the way to live. You know, God gave, God gave us imagination. Did he not? I want, y'all think about when you're a child. I mean, the whole world's out there ahead of you. Your whole life's out there ahead of you. I mean, look, I don't care how old you are. are, Your whole life's still out there ahead of you. (laughs) I mean, you know what I'm saying? And we need to think like a child. When I I was a child, I mean, that, I had a three-wheeler, and I rode that three-wheeler, I rode over some people with my three-wheeler. <laughs> my cousin can attest to that. Um, but I didn't. we didn't have all these gadgets and technology and all this stuff. You know, we actually had to use our brain. There's a thought. Be in the real world. Okay? And, I mean, I... I had, uh, there was a tree row. One of them was a gas station. I rode it. I filled up. (laughs) Then I went to the grocery store, the next tree over. Look, I used my imagination. I'm making fun, but, you know, our, our, everything, and that's exciting. Like to an adult, I mean, those are two trees. What are you doing, you know? We need to think like that. We need that excitement back in life. Amen. We need, to, we need to allow God to work a dream in us again. Amen. Because we need vision for our life. Amen. Praise God. Turn to Philippians. When, when you go home tonight, I want you to think of some wild, crazy dream. Like, a good one, you know. <laughs> like... Like, if you were a kid again, you know, just like a kid in a candy store, you need to dream again. Philippians 2, 13. This is a good scripture to stand on. If Say, maybe you don't, have, maybe you don't know what you're reaching for. Maybe you don't know what to dream for. Okay? Ask God to help you. Amen? Ask God to birth the dream inside of you. Philippians 2, 13, it says, For it is God... Who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Amen. You know, because uh, ask him to work in you his plan. And he will. He will. He'll work his plan in you. Meaning, as you're trusting him, as you're meditating this scripture, you'll start to have desires that, that are in line with what his plan is for you. And it's a good one. It's a good win. <laughs> I mean, it's a good plan. And maybe you don't know it all right now, which I know you don't. And uh, maybe you can't even see the next step. But if you trust God, he will work those things in you. And you, you, it's, it goes back to trusting God. You have to trust him. But he will, he will start to give you desires, if you'll trust him, that are in line with his plan for your life. 
Amen. And it's going to be better than what you can think of. It's like, don't even try to, you know, form it all up by yourself. Because that's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be good enough. I mean, like, I'm still having to trust God. Because I think of my life and think, man, there's so many great things that I've experienced and got, you know, what could be more. But, you know, I got to believe that there are good, there are even better things out there ahead of me. Amen. And I'm grateful for all the wonderful things I've got to experience in life. And, you know, I feel like I have a good life. I'm mean, great, great kids, great church. You know, we're walking in the blessing, but there's still better things out ahead. And you have to, no matter where you are right now today, there are better things out ahead of you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, I read that, yeah. Yeah, allow God to work in you, his plan. Allow him to help you dream again. It's time for you to dream again. Amen. Because if you're, if you're not dreaming you're not reaching. And you've always got to be reaching for something with your faith. Because faith is something that's developed, like our muscles. It's, it has to be developed over time. And uh, the only way to develop it is to use it. Yeah, so if, you know, if you don't have anything to believe for, well, praise God. Believe for somebody else for something that they're believing for. Amen? And, and don't start with, you know, I need a million dollars. Start with, God, okay, I'm driving to the grocery store, and I need a parking space. <laughs> okay? Start with something small like that. Work up. Amen? Because your faith needs an assignment. It has to have an assignment. Otherwise, it's just dormant, and it's sitting there. You know what happens to things that just sit there? They kind of, you know. We won't go into that. So, praise God. Praise God. So, it's time to dream again. Hallelujah. Do, does somebody have a tissue? <laughs> oh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Praise God. He'll find that. He'll find that Sunday morning. <laughs> I left you a present. Okay. Praise God. Something else is, are you seeking to be led by the Spirit? Because God has a supply for us, but we know it's not just falling out of heaven. There are divine ideas. God will use your job, but, he, but don't just depend on that. Don't, it is a source for you, but it's not your only source. Yeah, it's just one avenue that God can bless you is your job. And so we've got to be led by the Spirit in this. Amen. Proverbs 8, 12 in the King James, it says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Praise God. You need to be claiming that one. Thank you, Lord, that you give me wisdom and knowledge of witty inventions. I mean, God, the Holy Spirit can give you a divine idea. And I can't tell you what that is. There's a million and one different divine ideas that you could have. It's going to be different for different people. He's not going to tell me the same thing as he's going to tell you. Amen. Turn over to John 2. Told y'all we're going to go some places tonight. But, but trust that. Some of you have businesses inside of you. 
Amen? We're, we're the, if we're to be the lender and not the borrower, that means that we need to be the ones on top. We need to be the boss. Right? We need, to be the bo- we need to be the one in control of that business. Amen? Praise God. John 2, 1 through 5. You, you all know this story about the mother of Jesus and what she said about they ran out of wine, right, on the, at the wedding. He said, it says, on the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding, and when they ran out of wine... The mother of Jesus said to him, they have, I mean, they have no wine, Jesus. And he's like, and, and, <laughs> you know, yeah, and what's what have to do with me? Um, but she did not engage him with that, did she? He's like, what do I, so what do I have to do about it? And she just did ignored him like most mothers do <laughs> to their kids sometimes. And she just turned uh, to the it was it the disciples and she just said uh, servants yeah whatever he says to you do it and that's our answer whatever he says to you do it so as you're seeking him as you're you know you just as simple as this God I don't know what I need to do I need an increase in finances but I know that you have a supply for me and I'm asking you by the Holy Spirit to help me to know what it is you would have me to do. Just ask him. Amen. And whatever he tells you to do, do it. Because that's, that's your answer for you. So whatever he's speaking to you. And, but you've got to act on it. You've got to act in faith because faith has movement. Faith has a movement. Okay, it's not just watching and waiting. Faith has a movement. So you're going to act on what he tells you to do. Amen. Maybe he tells you to don't do anything. Maybe he tells you to just keep doing what you're doing. Then do that. All right? And listen, are you renewing your mind? Are you renewing your mind on the word of God concerning finances and prosperity and the blessing? And if that is, you know, whatever area it is that you're dealing with or that you're struggling with, that's the area you need to spend time in the Word on, like dedicated time in the Word. If you're dealing with sickness, well, you need to be spending time in the Word about healing. You know, if you're dealing with you need money, you need to spend time in the Word about finances. You need to build up, fortify that area. Amen, and I, I can't do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. You have to do it you're, if, you're, if you're serious about it. What is it, Pastor Nancy's quote? It says that there's, we, there's a place at the top. I don't know who it is. She quotes it from somebody else. <laughs> there's a place, God has a place for us at the top if we're interested. Interested people do things that uninterested people don't do. Amen? So if you're really interested in coming up in finances, then you are interested in getting in the Word for yourself and seeing what it says. Amen? Amen? And not wait, not waiting. I'm not trying to be hard about it, but I'm just saying, 
we're only with you a short period of time. But you can be in the Word constantly, building yourself up on His promises. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you, are you helped tonight?